Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. This is Gary Neron welcoming you to the Lamp and Light broadcast, coming to you from the studios of Central Baptist Church in beautiful Ocala, Florida. Lamp and Light is a ministry, taking a book of the Bible verse by verse, teaching as it is to men as they are, without compromise or apology, speaking the truth in love, and our purpose is to give the lamp and light to all. Yesterday in our study of Hebrews chapter 10, we were taught that believers should always provoke one another unto love and good works. Let's continue with that lesson today. Now, here is our teacher and pastor, Dr. Andy Bloom. Now, it's easy to stir up hate and godless works. That, that's really easy to do. It takes much more to provoke to love and good works. Gossip and causing others to doubt one another is actually easy. For an example, you say, well, guess what I heard about Mr. So-and-so. Boy, all you got to do is say, guess what I heard about Mr. and Man, you've got their undivided attention. This is a person that may not be fighting with you or anyone else. But they know what the fight is about, and they go around and feed both sides. You know what he thinks about you? Then go to the other side. You know what they said? Don't get me wrong. Accusations should be dealt with. We should not overlook one if another says so-and-so are living in adultery. Then we must go to that person. And if it's true, we need to deal with it scripturally until they repent. But a witness is someone who under the protection of those government people that are present, gives testimony to the wrong or whatever it was they witnessed. The person who says, did you really think they should do that? And they said in a matter to cast doubt. Or they say something like this. Well, they said the right thing, but they don't do it in love. Oh, this is what he said, but that's not what he meant. Those are people to avoid. Why? Because they are a cancer. They need to either be saved, or they're just in bad need of repentance from their carnality, their bitterness, or whatever it is that has them in such a backslid condition although they remain, quote, religious, unquote. Now, the word provoke means to incite or stimulate. Let us consider one another to provoke, to excite, to incite, to stimulate. Now, often we think of the word provoke in a bad sense, of provoking us to anger. The idea is whether it's good or something bad, you are trying to incite them to do this. 
For example, the Bible tells us, Provoke not your children to wrath. That's basically teaching us, do not teach them to be brawlers and argumentative. It is not about, you may have been too hard on your young ones. Hard to one is laughable to another. You call that hard? No, when, when they say, provoke not your children to wrath, some say, oh, that's being too hard on them. No, that's not what it's talking about. Provoking, inciting them, stimulating them to wrath, to be a brawler, to be argumentative. Not to be just a street fighter. See, it's not important your kid can beat up someone else's kid. Now, if someone does not charge a fellow brother or sister in Christ with sin or false doctrine, then understand the negative things they say of other brothers and sisters in Christ shows they are gossipers and sowers of discord. They are backslid. And those kind of people, my friend, need your prayers. They need revival. Because they'll ruin a ministry if they don't have one. Or they'll enter heaven saved so as by fire. And we shouldn't want that for any brother or sister in Christ. Now pray and ask God to give us the ability and the power to do this, and then make the commitment to provoke unto love and good works. We need to love the unlovely and then enlist others to pray by praying with them. Edify fellow believers by sharing scriptures and speaking of them. And if you're in the scriptures daily, think enough on them to where you can share a truth from that scripture with those people. I meet with my men every morning, our pastoral staff, and I usually share something that I may have read that morning from the Word of God. For example, just this morning, I was sharing with our staff about the the verse from John chapter 20, verse 7 of Jesus uh, folding the napkin and, and putting it in a place by itself. Not only is the Lord Jesus concerned about little things, but he gives attention to detail. And you see the detail in that passage. And he gave attention to detail. Now, the big thing is the resurrection there. Boy, I mean, that just seems so great. Well, let's make sure we don't miss the details as well. And and the Lord was a man of details. And he made sure that all the details are taken care of. And and that's, that's boy, that is a great lesson for us. And and. Read the Word of God, think on it, and have something to share with others from the Word of God. You can take others to help you witness, and and then teaching them to be a witness to others. You can get involved in a ministry. It might be bus, it might be music, it might be a Master clubs, children's club, it might be your Christian school. It might be to volunteer to do maintenance around the church. Fix things. Substitute for a Sunday school teacher or Christian school teacher. In the choir, as an usher. Doing what is necessary 
to get that bus driving CDL license and then going on and doing it. You see, we go on with these things that are there in the church to do. See, people at odds with one another, and they are just starting to cause the church and the people within the church to take sides. You need to be the one that steps in to try to provoke them to love. You see that talented, doing-nothing person. Talent, but they're not using it. Take them under your wing and encourage them in the service of the King of Kings. Make it your goal to try to be the friendliest person in the church. You see, we are provoking others in the church to love and good works by these things. Now, folks, uh, sometimes when I've traveled, I've gone into churches and the people did not know me, did not know I was a pastor or anything of that nature. And I've had all kinds of people come up and just make me feel welcome. And we are so glad you're here. I, I, I remember going to one church that was on a Wednesday night and I was traveling. I said, well, this here's a church and it says Independent Baptist. I went in and after a while I could see that it was not an Independent Baptist church, but I was kind of stuck in the place where I was seated. So I sat through the whole service. I got up to leave, but Everybody, I mean, I had so many people coming up saying, oh, we're so glad. And I was just traveling through. And I'm sure word traveled around. I was just traveling through. Yet one one of the people even went outside and they saw me heading towards a car and, and they ran caught up with me. And, oh, it's so great to have you folks visit our church tonight. Boy, thank you for stopping in even though they probably knew I was from another state and I was just traveling through. Try to be the friendliest person in church, between Sunday school and church. Walk around, shake hands, and talk to people. And not, not just, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, and that's all anybody hears from you is those two words. No, stop, talk to them. Get to know their names. Get to church early and talk to people. Stay after church, talk to people. Float around sometimes in the parking lot and and look for new folks coming in and and make them feel welcome. Try to be a friendly person. You say, well, why are you making such a deal out of that? Because if you're in a church where the Bible, the Word of God is preached as it is to men as they are, the Word of God can become an offense. Some people come to church already kind of on the defense. If they go into a church and people are not friendly, that just makes it worse. And believe me, the devil will show them these people aren't friendly. And it'll make the preaching of the word all the more hard. But boy, if you break down some of those walls and some of that hardness through kindness, love, and friendliness, and they're ready to hear the word of God, it just might tenderize their heart. And the Holy Spirit takes the word to their heart. And it is received into good soil. And that takes us to verse 25, where we read, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the matter of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more, as you see the day approaching. Now, this is showing our optimistic faith, which we have as a result of his faithfulness, And that should stir us to faithfulness if we're going to be good Christians. Again, his faithfulness should stir us to faithfulness because his faithfulness gives us an optimistic faith. 
Now, think of what we're supposed to do here just in verses 23 through 25. We're to hold fast our profession. Secondly, we're to consider one another by provoking unto love and the good works. And now we're seeing two more things evident of an optimistic faith. I hope you have this optimistic faith. And the first thing is not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the matter of some is. Spasmodic, Sunday morning only, attendance to God's house is not optimistic faith. Now let me just insert this. I realize there are people that are shut-ins. This does not address them, and that ought to be plain. There are other folks that can not drive at night. They have nobody to take them in at night, and they can only go in the daytime. That's understandable. Some have health reasons, and for those health reasons, they can't be there. But what I'm saying to you is that the normal average person can be there. And if you're spasmodic Sunday morning only, then yours is not an optimistic faith. This is your radio pastor, Pastor Andy Bloom, saying, May the Word of God be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway today. We want to thank you for listening to the Lamp and Light broadcast. If you would like a CD copy of today's message by Dr. Bloom, Send us your name, mailing address, and include the radio station by which you are listening and the date of the broadcast. We would appreciate a gift of $5 to Lamp and Light Broadcast, 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, Ocala, Florida, 34471. You may also visit us on the website and freely download the sermons by clicking on the sermon library. That website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. Again, the address for the Lamp and Light broadcast is 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, O-C-A-L-A, Florida, 34471. And again, our website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. This is your announcer, Gary Neron, saying... May God's peace be with all that are in Christ Jesus. Stand so the hills may tumble, it will firmly stand when the earth shall crumble. I will plant my feet on its firm foundation for the Bible stands. I will plant my feet on its firm